Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Amy from What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week's question comes from a listener in our Facebook group. You can always join the group at facebook.com slash groups slash What Fresh Hell cast. This listener said, my daughter is three, almost four. She's been at daycare for about a year now, and I've noticed she started picking up phrases from school that bother me. The thing is, some of them are probably also good things for her to be able to say. Things like, don't touch me, and I don't like you right now, go away. The last one in particular really bugs me because I'm trying to gentle parent and be really present, but she only says these things when she's mad at me for saying no to something. It somehow feels wrong because we don't say that kind of stuff with each other in the home. So there's a part of me that's glad she has the bodily autonomy to say no, and I want to encourage that for her life in general, but when it's just her and me alone, I'm not sure what to do. Is this normal, or should I be worried about what she's picking up at school? Okay, I'll start with the the easy questions at the end. Is this normal? Yes. Should you be worried about what she's picking up at school? No. Should you be addressing this and putting boundaries around this? I would argue that you should. You say that it somehow feels wrong for your preschooler to be telling you to go away and I don't like you, and I don't think that you're incorrect about that. Is it a big deal? Definitely not. Is it a teachable moment? Yeah, I think it is. I don't speak for gentle parenting because I'm not an expert in that. I don't know that much about it except what I've read. But I don't think that parenting gently has to mean never correcting a child when they're doing something that's unkind or hurtful, otherwise how they learn. Your child is definitely allowed to express when she'd prefer to play alone, right? For sure. And, and I don't like you right now is exactly a normal way for a preschooler to express that sentiment. But there are probably ways for her to express that preference without hurting the other person's feelings, whether it's a parent or a classmate, right? Things like, okay, I, I would really like to play alone right now, please. I need a break right now. And in those moments, I think that you could sort of model those alternatives for her and tell her that in your home, you speak respectfully. So you're going to say, I need a, I need a little bit of a break right now. So here's what's coming into play here. We talk about theory of mind a lot on the podcast. It's a developmental stage and understanding that your kid is in it can really help. So I'm going to give you a, uh, this is Kendra Cherry writing for Very Well Mind, which is a great resource, talking about what theory of mind is. She says, it's an important social cognitive skill that involves the ability to think about mental states, both your own and those of others. 
It encompasses the ability to attribute mental states, including emotions and desires and knowledge, and recognize, here's the important part, that other person's thoughts and beliefs may differ from yours. That's theory of mind, that you can be sad and somebody else can be happy. You can be happy and somebody else can be sad. So here's the thing. Kids who are three don't really have theory of mind yet. They've studied this and they have found that when kids who are three and under are asked theory of mind questions, this little boy's puppy ran away and how do you think he feels right now? Even if they're looking at a picture of a sad little boy, like they're not sure. They don't know. They usually get them wrong. As these kids turn four, they start to get those questions right all of a sudden. It it clicks for them. So the coming months are actually going to be the perfect opportunity for you to make these things teachable moments because your daughter is going to be understanding them for the first time. So, So say like, when you tell me to go away in that mad voice, it makes mommy feel very sad. Maybe you could say it like this. I'd like to be alone right now, mommy. And then I wouldn't feel so sad. Now, this is totally different from the big voice and the big words your daughter is going to use when she needs to assert her bodily autonomy. But within the next year or so, with your help, she's going to be able to sort out how to let a friend down easy and how to stop a bully in her tracks, which require two very different voices and stances. Of course, this is a process, but I think it is totally proper for you as her parent to be an active part of that learning. So just to reiterate, is this normal? Yes. Is this a big deal? No. Is this something that you can't push back on and can't do anything about? No. As the child's parent, it is your job to help her understand as theory of mind starts to click for her that she can affect how other people feel with her words and her actions. Send us your questions and we might answer yours next. Email us questions at whatfreshallpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Margaret, it's an exciting news day. An exciting news day indeed, Amy. A few years ago, we launched our first spinoff podcast, Toddler Purgatory, hosted by the hilarious Blair Brooks and Molly Lloyd. And guess what? Now, Blair and Molly are back with their all-new podcast, Unsticking It. You know Blair and Molly as two busy moms and actors, and somewhere between potty training and the pandemic, they both felt like they lost their creative kaboom. In their new podcast, Unsticking It, they are going to talk about how all of us can get back to what lights us up after motherhood. Amy, I need this. Me too. And Blair and Molly will be talking to fellow imaginative minds. We're talking actors, artists, and creators of all kinds about how we can all unstick ourselves from whatever muck we're stuck in. Follow, subscribe, and listen to Unsticking It wherever you get your podcasts. That's Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life stucks. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, 
tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. 